Yeah, Daddy. I need to be on that side. Thank you so much for bringing yourself here this evening. So, throughout the summer at Circle T, Smolder and I have told stories mm -hmm. to the campers. And so this is the very last story. We've told a story about every single Circle T member. And last week, we told a story about the shepherd who is all of their fathers. Mm. Who is all of their father. The shepherd is all their father. <laughs> and so that was part one of the shepherd's story. And uh, we'll give you a quick recap now. So go ahead and let's do that recap. So basically what happened was uh, during the... Uh, it's fine. During the, uh, the story, there are four distinct clans that used to be a family. And those clans were all the first children, like the children of the shepherd. And so there were four children. There was Obadiah Jr. West. There was Jedediah Sr. East, East. Noah Mr. Mr. North, North. And, and Mary Mrs. Mrs. South. You see, these four clans had separated due to like an internal conflict in the family mm -hmm. that separated them. However, the shepherd said about recollecting all the clans centuries past just a few years ago actually this happened way before the early, way, way before the early 90s yeah anyways the shepherd was able to take his family back together and they are all united now in a conflict against this nefarious figure known as Jeff Jeff yeah. And so last week we uh, we told the story about how all the clans got back together to, in theory, battle Jeff. And now we're going to tell you what Jeff's been up to and how the final conflict comes together. Now, you might not know who Jeff is because of he's been pretty sneaky this week, but I'll tell you what he looks like. He looks like a man, but a cow man with a horse head. He looks like a cow man with a horse head. He walks around on two two legs just like a man. That's scary. And he has the hands of a man. That's scary. And the feet and the shoes of a man. I've heard of him from But the rest of him is a cow, except for the head is a horse. That's scary. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying and he terrifying. is a villain at the worst. Yes. You might see him later on this week, who knows. You might indeed. Punch him in the face. No you're not. Well, You'll see after this story, you might not want to. You might not want to. So Jeff thought that the best thing that he could do would be to go out and make a band of miscreants of all of the so-called mythical creatures to seek out in and the land. destroy, well, take over and total domination of the world. Basically, that's what yes. he wants. And so first he went to uh, Camp Tadmore mm -hmm. to get the dreaded Great White Newt. Yes. No, not the Great White Newt. Not the Great White Newt. You see, the Great White Newt, while is typically not a big threat to campers or anything like that, Jeff had found a way to take control of the Newt. Indeed he had. And so he took control, kind of like mind powers, of the great white newt and got him into his own. It was actually like a radio headset thing that he put on the newt. And mm -hmm. since it had such small arms, it couldn't get it off. Yeah. That kind of a thing. You see, but that wasn't the only one. This no. was the first place no, that's just he had come to. There were 
three specific other beasts that he wanted in order to captain his giant evil and mythical army. And the great white newt was the first. So the second, he went to the North Pole. And the North Pole. At the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Jeff wanted to get Santa on his side, no. indeed. However, Santa was far too good for that. Right. Santa was very busy at the yes. time. It was just, it was like November. It was, so it was very prime busy. season for him. So Jeff called it a bad time. He didn't even get to talk to Santa. He, all he nope. got was his secretary. Yep. And so Santa wasn't in much too busy at the time. So he, he went second best. And since he was already there at the North Pole, he found, he found the Yeti. Go, yeah. Went ahead and dialed a, I think it's, one eight hundred yeti, yeah, yeti for sale, something like that. <laughs> so, anyways, he found that didn't even have a he. The yeti didn't even have a secretary, you know. No, it was just the yeti. He's like, hello, and so, of course, the yeti wasn't just gonna go with this weird horse dude no, thing. Certainly not. He had to undergo a trial to gain the trust and respect of the Yeti. Indeed he did. And so the Yeti wanted him to jump down in a hole in the ice. And the Yeti was gonna cover that hole and then he had to find a way out, which the nearest, 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 nearest. <laughs> place out was, was at least a mile across. Mm -hmm. And so this, this is impossible for anyone, let alone a cow horse. Mm -hmm. Or is it? What you may not have known beyond that is that the dreaded cow horse, Jeff, has the best breathing capacity and fur to withstand freezing temperatures mm -hmm. of any animal in the southern hemisphere. Some might say he'd be able to beat a evil miner with two pickaxes in his hands. They might, it hasn't been done yet, but some but might, some might happen. say, some might say. And so he uh, hops down. He took a big breath first, obviously. <gasps> and then he hopped down and uh, started just, just swimming along. Mm -hmm. Just swimming. Very, very cool water. Just very cool Quite water. relaxing, actually. I mean, what's fastest mile ran is like, what, four minutes-ish? Is that right? In the four minute range? Mm -hmm. And uh, Jeff swam that he swam one it. mile in like, you know, 50 seconds. 14 times that. It took a while, but he could hold his breath. He was fine. Cold yeah. water didn't get to him, so he, he popped out, and the Yeti was right there waiting for him just so he could eat him, naturally. Of course. But uh, he was alive and well, and so he uh, decided he better stick to his word and join the crew. Mm -hmm. The Yeti wasn't normally a someone who would stick to his word. He didn't really care no. about honesty. However, no. he had some personal convictions recently that that was probably the wrong thing to do. And, and so he decided, you know, let's let's change that now. And what you didn't know beyond that is there was a documentary crew documenting the Yeti. And so he didn't want to look bad for the camera. Yeah. And so he decided, oh gosh, I guess since they got me earlier saying I'd do it, I better I better, I follow better do through. it, yeah. So the last mythical creature <laughs> is the flying dragon of the Ooh. northwest sector of Eastern Asia. In the southern tip. In the southern tip. <laughs> of Mongolia. Of Mongolia. What? Terrifying beast it is. Mm -hmm. But Jeff was thinking to himself, you know, if I gather these three mythical creatures, 
I have the great white newt who can battle in the water. I have the yeti who can battle basically anywhere but also with snow. Exactly. So he is kind of the land slash snow with, with uh, Jeff himself. And, and then the dragon was the air support for the, the group. For the, for the warriors. The miscreants. Yes. It was kind of like the Avengers, but the bad guy Avengers. Yeah. yeah. And actually at this point in time, Sasquatch slash Bigfoot actually heard that this group was around, so he just he joined the crew. He got for super fun. jealous of, yeah. of Yeti. And he's like, I can't be outdone by this like no. northern dude. I gotta get in this. So he he joined the crew as well. Yeah. Anyways. The dragon being in the southern tip of the northwestern part of East Asia what? in Mongolia. Was not very what? easy to find. No. <laughs> let alone convinced to join the crew of miscreants. You see, he was on the tallest perch in Mongolia. Indeed he was. 31,000 feet up, which is very impressive since Mount Everest, the highest point on earth, is 29,000 feet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you need oxygen bags to get up there. Mm -hmm. And so... Wait, tanks. Jeff, <laughs> but Jeff couldn't Jeff couldn't afford tanks, so he had to go into an oxygen supply with some Ziploc bags and do the <laughs> zip it up real fast. Did that a couple times and then he was on his way. But don't forget Don't forget he can hold his breath for at least uh what? <laughs> the fastest miles four and then times fourteen. That's fifty-six minutes! Woo! That's nearly an hour. How Plus, he had like seven Ziploc bags full of oxygen, so times that a seven. Yeah. Way too much. Easy. It was an easy, easy to get up there. But yeah. still had to convince the dragon to not kill him and then to join the miscreants. As you know, like the Ziploc bags were getting a little shaky at the altitude, so a few of them popped, but he had a few still. So he passed all these hikers and climbers, all these rich guys Very climbing Everest. Very confused that he was doing this. Just, just hiking on past them, and they're gasping for air. And uh, gets to the top, and that's where the that's where the secret door is. Of course, there's a secret door. Then now, of course, the secret door has a secret knock. Yes, of course. I shall activate the secret knock. And Jeff, not really knowing where the secret door was in the first place. When he found that, of course, he didn't know the secret knock. Oh. No. So I just headbutted it? Well, he like anyone naturally does, he looked around and found a floor mat, and underneath that there was a key. <laughs> so, went ahead and grabbed the key, unlocked the door real easy, and uh, there was the dragon sitting, in, sitting on his perch, just yeah. by a nice warm fire, eating some cocoa, reading a book. Mm -hmm. He was... Uh... <laughs> He was he was reading his favorite book, uh, Aragon. Yes. And he was watching Dragon Tales. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know he's not a particular fan of How to Train Your Dragon, seeing no. as he's like I'm not tameable, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. But unfortunately, Jeff, that was like his only material to get the dragon in the first place. So basically, everything he came with was right out the window. I mean, come on. Hiccup has like a flaming sword. Why would you not want to be tamed by him? True. I was thinking the same thing. Jeff, I, didn't I wouldn't really mind. <laughs> I would be. And so he walked in, and he he decided to go with the easy approach right off the bat, just the friendly thing. Hey there, uh, Mr. Mr. Dragon. 
looking to start a band of miscreants and uh, kill the, the Jedediah Senior East clan, put them to destruction. You care, care to join? And he said, you know, I'm, I'm pretty busy this month. Got lots of, uh, lots of little villages I have to ransack, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that sort of thing. Lots of gold to steal, take. Um, lots of hobbits to scare. <laughs> but let's, let's go ahead. <laughs> but let's, let's go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and look at my calendar, see if I can squeeze you in. And so he's looking, and he's like, oh. House Tuesday at two o'clock. I think I think that maybe like a two to three thing. It can think we can get it done in an hour. You know. And so they naturally they they said yes and they yes. agreed upon that. So that, it really wasn't too bad. So sometimes um, he's a it's, very busy. Person. It's best just to take the easy approach, kids. That's that's one specifically when you're talking to it, a right. fire breathing dragon. Right. So that's just one quick lesson. Deadly maiden stealing dragon. Oh, of course. Yes. Great. And so. The band was finally complete, and they actually found the Loch Ness monster on the way back. So hey, join join the crew. Is that it? Have you nice. seen the movie Seahorse? Ha I haven't. <laughs> Can't say I have. Anyways. Anyways. They went off, and Jeff's like, "Well, I need to find the shepherd and his clan so I can destroy them." Indeed. And lo and behold, they're all back at Tadmore because they were mm -hmm. going to try and get the Great White Newt too. They were. And. uh... So Jeff checked his email before he headed over, got a little telegram there, and it said, meet at Tadmore at, like, Tuesday from 2 to 3. Tuesday, 2 to 3. Very convenient. Meet at the Banana Castle. Mm-hmm. You see, Tuesday, what's your cabin, your cabin name? Rogue. Rogue, yeah. yeah. The Banana Castle is Rogue. Yep. Yep. And so... You don't know this, but yes, <laughs> yesterday some serious stuff went down at Rogue. <laughs> indeed, indeed it is true. Who won? You see, it was a great battle. Great battle. Wait, is there any water near Rogue? Every clan from the Shepherd had to be present in order to destroy these great big bad guys. Indeed the they did. From, from the Obadiah Jr. West clan, we had Fabio and Magnum. Fabio and Magnum. From the Jedediah Senior East Clan, we had Tigger, Tigger, Starlight, Starlight, and Rosada. Rosada. From <laughs> we don't need to go into that right no, now. No. From the Noah Mister North Clan, we had Banana. Banana. Also known as Two. Two. He likes to be called Banana though. And Hosha. That's not been said yet, but Hosha's from that clan as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the Merry Mrs. South Clan, hobbits from that clan. Hobbits from that clan. Yeah. And so, there was a great, great battle that happened at the Banana Castle at Rogue on there's Tuesday a, from 2 to 3. There was a great battle. So Rogue was actually the Banana Castle. That's where Jeff himself went, along with the Yeti and Sasquatch. And yeah. so they were approaching... But the Great White Newt and Loch Ness Monster were in the uh, lake over there at Tadmore, right, guys? Mm -hmm. And so the clans decided to split up, and then the dragon by the air was flying, was, all, was over the flying all over. And so the clans split up into three different groups to defeat the three different monsters. So these were the three trials that they did 
to finally conquer and make world peace. In the first battle between the Loch Ness Monster and the Great White Newt, yes. there was, of course, from the Jedediah Senior East Clan, Tigger, Tigger, who was known for his swimming abilities. And Starlight. And Starlight for her deep diver abilities. Deep sea diving And abilities. from the Merry Mrs. South Clan, Hobbit. Because she was an evil safari guide, so she knew a few things about you know animals. Animals, yeah. And so they went, and the, these these uh, animals were just making huge waves, just trying to drown the clan. Yeah. And so, what they did was they had Starlight dive all the way to the bottom, which was like six feet deep at its deepest point. <laughs> and so. It, it didn't do much, but she dug a little hole. It was hole pretty cool. It was kind of fun. So she uh, actually found a GoPro and like some bracelets and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Kind of fun. <laughs> yep, and some watches, bracelets, that kind of stuff. A green watch, forest green. <laughs> Anyways, they had a pretty big battle, and she was down there with the great white newt. Oh man, they were tossing and turning and, and punching each other and kicking each other and slapping and hitting and spitting and punching and kicking and kneeing and elbowing and all of a sudden, sorts of crazy stuff. Tigger, and all of a sudden, Tigger threw a pickaxe at Starlight. She grabbed it and she just took one whack at the head of the Great White Newton, knocked that headset off that was Indeed. Jeff was controlling him with. And so from that point on, the Great White Newt came to his senses and he realized that he was fighting for the wrong side. He wasn't evil after all. And so he turned and started fighting the Loch Ness Monster yes. and, and under defeated the, him. And under the trained supervision of Hobbit, he was able to defeat the Loch Ness Monster. Indeed. And so that was how the first trial was succeeded yes. for the clan. Now, the second trial was, of course, taken on by two and Rosada. And this was to destroy the dragon in the sky. Hot air balloon? They had a hot air balloon that looked like a banana. Yep. <laughs> Naturally. We need to make a book. We need to make a book. And so they flew up and Rosada grabbed out of her purse a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. And a biscuit with gravy. And they started tossing these Philly cheesesteaks and these biscuits at the at the dragon and they were just missing time after time. Terrible, terrible items was, to throw. It's so quick. And it it ate one. And uh, it really liked it. And so, so it they came just, back. They kept chucking, chucking, chucking. And it kept eating. And it ate from and probably it started getting bigger 45 minutes and bigger it started getting bigger and bigger and it started its wings started to start flapping a little harder and harder and harder and right at like the 46 minute mark <laughs> two took one last banana there was only one banana left in the one hot air balloon banana. and he carefully peeled it back trying not to touch it <laughs> and he flung it at the dragon and it took it's like, I just can't help myself. The dragon had to eat it. It looked like that. <laughs> yeah, I like it now. 
and the banana was flying in a perfect spiral right towards the mouth of the dragon, like a like a pass from Joe Montana. And it went right down the throat of the dragon, and it fell to the ground, a single foot to the ground, because it, it was already so heavy, it was only it was, a foot off the ground. It was pretty heavy, and it just it just couldn't stop itself, and then it was like, oh, I need some time to digest this, and it looked at its watch, and it's like, by the time I digest this, it'll be past three, so I'm just, I'm just gonna get out of here, and that was it flying away right now. Indeed it was. And so the dragon took had that to, long to digest it from Tuesday. Had to head back. He had a he had a play date back at the back of the ranch. The final battle between, of course, Jeff, Jeff, and Yeti, Sasquatch. Yeti and Sasquatch had to be fought by none other than Fabio and Magnum. But the shepherd was there, and he couldn't bear to watch anything bad happen to them. And so he put them behind him <laughs> and, and he <laughs> said, let's settle this like men. There you go. And so he pulled out a cup of Yahtzee Ooh. and they played an entire game of Yahtzee. <laughs> Winner takes all. Winner gets Tadmore. Winner gets Tadmore. And so they were rolling and it, it was an incredible game, back and forth, four of a kind, three of a kind, Yahtzee, Full Yahtzee, House, Yahtzee, Yahtzee. Yahtzee, and it looked like it was coming down to the wire. And so it was the very last roll, and each member had to roll a Yahtzee to beat the other one, or they were going to take a zero mm -hmm. on that last roll. And so... Right, the dice were rolling around and jangling around, and all of a sudden, a bear came out of nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. And just wrecked the table, and everybody's like, Fabio! <laughs> so they had to go find another pair of dice. They did. A pair? <laughs> and then they were like, a pair of dice? <laughs> we need like three more. <laughs> Jeff, you can't count. <laughs> <laughs> and so it took it took him approximately, you know, 39, 40 minutes scavenging around camp. They they went up to the fishbowl, up to the circle T looking for dice. And they finally like scrounged like six die dice out of all these different games around camp. So they have six unmatching dice. Mm -hmm. But this is what it all comes down to. Jeff went ahead and rolled his dice. And he got six sixes, a Yahtzee, and the shepherd grabbed his dice, and he rolled, and he got five sixes, and one more six. So he got six sixes. <laughs> Tie ball game! So now they're, they're thinking, what are we going to do now? And they, they decided to roll one more time. But this time, they'd roll 12 dice. And so, first, the but shepherd... But they had to go find six more dice. It's, it's true. I was going to cut that part out. It took another, you know, hour and a half probably just they, to find those dice. They found them, though. They got them. So the shepherd rolled first this time. And he rolled his dice. Because there's a lot of them. And he got 10 of the same dice. So that's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. good. It's almost a double Yahtzee. That's very impressive. Yeah. And Jeff took his 
and he rolled his dice. And this was, it could be it. This could be it for this Tadmore. This could be the one. Jeff could have Tadmore in his hands. And he got one, 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 two, one, four, one, five, one, six, one, seven, one, eight, one, nine, one, ten, one, eleven, and one, twelve. And so he got an extra, extra full straight, and he that which actually beats the shepherd. And so the shepherd lost, and he sunk down to his knees, and he said, Jeff, you're a villain, but you won fair and square. And I have to let you take this Tadmore as we've agreed. Tadmore's yours. But you see... But before... Before... <laughs> before that could happen... Jeff, Jeff... He, uh... Jeff was, of course, like, well, let's toast to my victory since you were such an honorable opponent. They, they pulled out. Jeff had, like, this little bottle. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if this is enough for all six of us. Do you have anything? And, of course, the shepherd pulled out of his jacket a vial containing... Figaro? Fiage. Fiage. So he pulled out two small flasks. One which contains horse cow poison. Horse cow poison? Harvested off of Titan. Jupiter's moon. Jupiter's moon, Titan. And the other one was Fiage, which is actually Jeff's father, mm -hmm. who the shepherd had defeated on. Titan. The moon of Jupiter. Because that's the only place you can harvest the to stuff. Harvest cow poison. And so he took both potions and he uncorked the poison and he was getting ready to throw it at Jeff. But then he decided that's not the Christian thing to do. No. And so he handed both of them to Jeff and he said, Jeff, you beat me fair and square. Here's your father. And here's the poison I was going to use to beat you. And he started walking away into the distance. And Jeff fell down on his knees, tears coming down his big horse eyes. And he just looked at the bottle that contained his father. And he just couldn't help but weep from joy of seeing his dad once again. And he yelled, wait, to the shepherd in the distance, walking with his family. The shepherd turned around. And he was so touched by this act of kindness from the shepherd that, kind of like the Grinch, it broke his heart out of a rock into a heart. So it was a, it was a touching moment. And then and, he got eaten by the great white newt. And he didn't get eaten by the great white newt. <laughs> but... It was a great moment. They they made up and he said, "Wait. We can we can run Tadmore together." Mm -hmm. I think we can make a really good team. I'll I'll get away from my evil deeds and we can be a team. We can be the best team Tadmore has ever seen. Mhm. Mm and so Jeff decided that of course to run the camp he needed to do some of the activities. So he did those a few days ago. Actually, it was just, <laughs> I guess this all happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he came to me wanting to make a promo video, so that's out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the shepherd just, uh, you know, the, he got his family back together. They all hugged, and they all went out for food. But, you know, 
like all, all of them are counselors, so they kind of had to stay in the general area. <laughs> the shepherd may or may not go by the name Norm Pickens and live over yonder, just kind of near camp. Um, may or may not. Question. May or may not. <laughs> How big is Sasquatch and Yeti? Sasquatch and Yeti were sent back home on, uh, what was it? I think their wives had babies, so it was like whatever leave that is. Yeah, <laughs> it's maternal leave. Maternal leave, yeah. <laughs> Jeff was like, you know, I'll get you guys when you're ready to come work at camp. And so it was just a happy ending with the entire clan. Finally, the entire clan of the shepherd was together. The whole family was together, and the villain was subdued in mm -hmm. the best way, way. possible. Yep. But kids, <laughs> never forget, never forget. <laughs> the shepherd was his father. Never forget, the shepherd was his father. What? Any questions? So what does that mean?